Beautiful. Do we sound beautiful? Um, okay, welcome to Couples Gay. It's been a while. I just want to warn our listeners, uh, they probably heard at the beginning of that. Uh, I do, we're recording in my uh, garage, shop. my it's shop. shop. It's a shop. It's a yeah, shop. it's a shop. And uh, they, I do live right by the airport. And so, as you heard, there was just a jet. And there's going to be some of those. This is COVID. This is how we do podcasts Yeah, now, there's so. actually less than there used to be, though, because of COVID. Yeah. I live just over the, uh, or under the hill. Over the hill? Over, over under. Hill. <laughs> that overpass? I live Wait, by oh, here's another. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was ridiculous. That might actually be an end of days. That plane. they're not usually <laughs> like that no. was a that was a jet from the Air Force. That's not usually what's happening. It's usually like a little you know now Southwest I'm plane. If we should be worried. Yeah, that seemed serious. <laughs> Big fans of the podcast. I asked them to do a flyover this morning. You know how they're doing yeah. for oh, yeah, essential workers, right? So yeah. we all just feel like thanks so much. Oh, that makes me feel so much better. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the pod. Oh, look at you're here. I'm so I know. excited. I have, we haven't you ha- seen each other in many years. It's been like a yeah. <laughs> it feels like it does. It feels I was I was like three, four, maybe five years at this point. I think it's but it has been a while. Yeah. Um. And the and even longer since we've done a podcast. I really wonder when the last time we did a podcast was and what was happening in our lives. I mean, three that was years. So petty and sad. He's so yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think it was like pre breakup for me, like last, it was end of days oh, for me, I think. Was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> we we're still doing it in the basement bedroom. Oh, oh, I hated that place so much. What a dungeon that place was. What a <laughs> I dungeon. I never really could express how much I loathe that space. Isn't that a tough place to be in as a best girlfriend yeah. where you're like, your, 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 your significant other, your lady friend is with someone that you're like, I hate who you're with. I hate this situation for you. I have been in that situation so many times with someone where you're like, this is not it. This and, is not it for you. And the physical embodiment of it. Yes. The environment. Yeah. Where, which is where it was like all resided. And I I was always like, yeah, this isn't right. This isn't the thing. And now I'm so excited because I feel like you're in a much better zone. Yeah. This is this is the thing. Doesn't yeah. this feel like the thing? Yeah. This feels like the thing. This to is me the thing. too. Yeah. To me too. For sure. Well, I appreciate you... I, before you were coming over today, I showered and put on deodorant, (laughs) deodorant. I've put on deodorant five times since COVID started. And one of those times was for you. I will warn you, it is, I'm wearing natural deodorant (laughs) these days because why not? We're outside. I could care less. And honestly, it's been so long since I smelled another human being (laughs) that wasn't somehow related to me. Yeah. Um, it's, it's refreshing. It's like, oh, there's another person. You know, the smell of human. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, and you said that you cut your bangs I for me. I did cut my bangs, which I felt like was such a COVID thing to do. Normally, I would put on makeup. Maybe when we were getting together, I would actually... You would always put on heels and lipstick. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> Is that true? Yes. <laughs> wow, that's wild. I haven't worn a bra in eight months now. It's like... Man, being out of the male gaze has been incredible <laughs> for me. I've just been like, like, oh, well, who I'm gives? I'm probably not going to get dressed up or wear anything other than flip-flops, yeah. but I am going to cut my bangs. Yeah. <laughs> well, they look great. You did a great job. You know, you. I feel like you always um, cut your bangs. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, if Emma can do it, I can do it. Yeah. You know, like, it can't be that hard. No, I just watched and a then, YouTube on how to cut it like this. 
instead of like this. Right. But what do you do about all the hair that gets in your eyes? Oh, it's, oh, there's nothing to do about it. And because you have to keep your eyes open. Yeah. And the whole time you're like, oh, 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 oh. yeah, it's just I terrible. Like I was missing something. <laughs> no, there's no trick to that. You just, um, I think, and what I always end up doing is I, I try to avoid that. And so I'll pull out mm -hmm. and then you end up going way too short. And so mine are always too short for a while. I had mine. I was so proud of myself. I stopped. I was like, I, you know, people were tweeting about pre-COVID. What? Dog is friendly. Yes. Oh yeah. Are you delivering a package? Hi, you can be on the podcast. We're just making a podcast. We got the UPS guy here. He's, he's delivering a package. What do we got here? Ooh. Oh, fun. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. This Have a good day. This is the first time we've ever had a... Man, we had a guest. <laughs> that we had a guest. That's the first time we've ever had a guest on the podcast. How exciting. We should ask what his is name. It? And then we get to find out just right yeah, now what, is what it? it is. What is it? Ooh, it's a dimmer oh, switch for our outside lights. Because they're too bright. <laughs> Wow. So what is the craziest thing that you've bought during COVID? Oh, shoot. Um, Have you found yourself like, are you guys doing um, buying a lot of stuff online or are you going to the store? Or? No. So we I have not been inside a grocery store since probably like June, because that's when we for a while it was like 16 cases here, 20. And then in the summer, cases started to shoot up like crazy. And then it was like 300, 700, you know, daily cases. And, um, I've been so sick this year and we haven't really been sure what's going on and I've had to be like extra careful. So I haven't been into a grocery store probably since like early summer and which we went to Home Depot. This was our big thing yesterday. We went to Home Depot to the outside part so we could buy plants and walking around. I was like, I know that this is like a really American, very shitty thing to say, but doesn't it feel so good to shop? It just <laughs> feels so good. Like I have not been in a store in so long, just like walking around with your cart going, not that not that maybe that i'm not getting that yeah it was just like and we were not i was even we were looking for plants and i went and walked through like the gravel and the fencing just because i was like feels so good to looky loo it just felt really nice to like go shopping but no i haven't done anything and i guess we've done mostly like shopping for the house i can't think of anything i've really bought that's really wild you know like uh no nothing probably because partly i like I'm fine for money right now, but stuff like this, I'm already really cheap, right. but stuff like this makes me feel so much anxiety yeah. that like when we moved in, I was like, I'm going to get a new shower curtain. And it took me like three weeks to be like, you have, it's okay. Hey, you, it's all right. It's okay. You can spend that $17. Like I kept being like, I put it in my cart, take it out, put it in, take it out. Cause I just felt like I have feel like this like panicky feeling about spending money you know oh I'm the same way I'm like well we're fine now we both still have our jobs yeah but I think it's the collective anxiety of everybody feeling like this could change within days it could change within weeks it could change within months and I'm like well so how long could we go if one of us lost our job or how long you know what what expense uh on the house is gonna go out and I I mean I never feel confident about money yeah. I never feel like safe even though i feel like we're for sure safer yeah you know i have a little money in savings which i've never had before you know i have more than a hundred dollars yeah <laughs> me too 
that to me is like financial security is that I'm like, if my car broke right down right now, I could get it fixed. That to me is, I feel like for a lot of I us. I could at least put a deposit down on the repairs. Yeah. Yeah. That's financial security for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I understand that. Yeah. I have bought some weird stuff. Um, I actually, I bought a buckwheat pillow, pillow the other day. Ooh. Okay. Um, How big is that? Like a regular well, size? I bought like a little bolster one. Because I have this little pillow that really creeps Dave out, um, which I called Deshaun. <laughs> he has a name, and he's pink, and he's like a tube, mm-hmm. so he's slightly penile. Yeah, <laughs> admittedly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he is that weird, like stretchy fabric with the um, the beads in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I had a neck pillow for traveling like that. that yeah, they were like did really like. the trend yeah. for a while. That weird stuff, but and it's kind of smells um, toxic. Oh, for sure. You know? Like yeah. off gas. Well, when I would nap on it on planes, <laughs> I would always be like, "This is bad. This is cancer right, right here." Right. <laughs> But my shoulder fall or like my arm falls asleep at night. So I have to have something to prop my arm up mm-hmm. on. And so that's what I've been using Deshaun for. Yeah. And um, but Dave's always like he's always like kind of like hiding it in the laundry <laughs> or <laughs> doesn't care for it. I try and like touch him with it. <laughs> he's really creeped out by this pillow. So I thought, well, maybe if I got a buckwheat pillow. Mm-hmm. It's filled with buckwheat. I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, it's just like the poly balls yeah only it's buckwheat yeah i don't know if that's actually true like one of those rice bags kind of maybe but maybe in my mind yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not toxic right yeah yeah and not penile not penile not pink buckwheat pillow is a pretty good purchase i feel like that's a pretty good it's one of those things though like um like, I probably wouldn't buy a new shower curtain. Yeah. But for some reason, I convinced myself that I was going to get this. That you needed. That <laughs> yeah. you needed it. Yeah. Like, well, we probably should just invest in the buckwheat pillow. Yeah. Like, really? Of all the things that you've denied yourself, like, for years, you know, you won't buy a new bra, yeah. but you're going to get this fucking thing? <laughs> I, I was thinking that. I was like, I, I haven't bought new clothes in, like, a year. No. And no. I just... It just, I, a couple times I've, I also, I hate online shopping. Maybe that's one reason I haven't bought anything is online shopping to me. I get bored of it so quickly. Like I'll be looking and then I'm like, Oh, who knows? And so I, and I've, I also can't online shop because I've never returned anything ever in my whole life. Like if it comes and it's completely the wrong size, it sits on my stairs or in a spot for two to three years. And I look at it every day and think Mm -hmm. I should return that until I finally like just push it out of the house. Yeah, that happened to me recently because I did. Maybe it was about, it was probably like a year ago. I bought a couple of items on anthropology, which I loathe. But they had they sent me an email that was like 70% off all sale items, you know? So then I was like, you go through to see if there's something that you could actually live with that was $14, but it was originally $240. Yeah. But it's actually worth $14, but it might actually be worth $7. Yeah. And it doesn't fit. Yeah. So I ordered this thing and it when it came, it was so ugly. It was like a, a kind of a... Well, it looked a little bit like a potato sack. I was just going to say, I have a sack dress from them. That's all you ever get from anthropology. Yeah, it looked like a, a potato sack. sack dress. Actually, maybe the potato sack material, <laughs> but not as scratchy. Yeah. But then it kind of had a puffed sleeve, and then it was kind of bunched at the waist. So it was just like droopy. It's and like it if was... the buckwheat pillow was a dress. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
And that wasn't for me the actual problem of the dress because I had gone to the trouble to order the dress and for it to arrive. And so I would have worn it, but it still had the big security tag thing on it. Oh my God. Yeah. So I emailed them and I was like, what do I do? And they're like, well, the best thing for you to do is take it into the store. And I was like, but I ordered it online, so I didn't have to go to the store. Yeah. And um, the store is, like, over in Meridian. It's at the um, that awful village place. Yeah. Which is, like, that artificial environment, yeah. shopping Disney environment, where there's never any parking. And I was it's like, like I... It's like, in LA, there's the gallery, and it's, like, a mini version of that, which, like, part of me kind of has... I have, I like the gallery in LA just because... I don't know. It's in LA. So for me, it's always felt like we'll go to a movie, we'll get sushi, whatever. But uh, the village is like, if you were going to do that, but all those things were going to suck, yeah. everything you were going to do there was going to be crappy. Yeah. It's like the auto mat of, yeah. of culture or something. Yeah. Something about it is like, there's, there is a um, ice skating rink there, but it's maybe 12 by 12. It's so... <laughs> little yeah I remember the first time I saw that I because I had heard there was an ice rink there and I was like well that's Yay, pretty cute mom. actually yeah and then when I saw it I was like why are we like this well Idaho why why do we have you to? went to the all the trouble it takes so yeah. much like engineering to make that 16 by 16 make it four feet bigger you know so you can actually go side my my like three foot kiddie pool is bigger than that ice rink it's so ridiculous so and that's like representative of the whole fucking place yeah so i was like i'm not gonna go back for this ugly dress drive all the way to a different town to get the security tag off at one point i thought i had convinced dave to do it (laughs) (laughs) because he was like working in the area i was like could you he actually took it in his car but then it was like a couple weeks later it came back in the house yeah nothing was said yeah that's what happens with return (laughs) items they just get shifted around and nobody's gonna take responsibility i just threw it away yeah i just threw it in the garbage it took me eight months yeah because you feel guilty and you're being wasteful and you hate yourself for it. And then I was like, could it. I give it to somebody and then like make it their problem? Yeah. You give know? it as a like, gift I'll and then be like, oh, stress, shoot. But oh, it's got the security tag on it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But yeah. it was so ugly. And I was like, this is just representative of online shopping for me. Yeah, I hate I it. I never get anything that I want. Mm-hmm. I won't actually like pull the trigger and buy something that I like f- full price. Or- I also, I like... I'm like almost obsessive about it where like I was going to buy a bath mat shaped like a palm leaf for my upstairs, which I think you would really enjoy up there. It's got like a, a very, very chill uh, pink and palm leaf theme to it, but not like over the top, not like sure. a whole bunch, just like a little bit. It's very, yeah, because I want it kind of a girly, like lush environment because since the rest of the house is boy heaven. Yeah. Um, but I wanted this palm leaf bath mat off of Amazon um, and it it was uh, $19 and I read probably 85 <laughs> reviews of it. I could not like everyone. And I'm like, you know, oh, this three-star review says that if you don't wash it on cold, it will. And then, and I read so many reviews and, and that's what happens is if I want to, anything I want to spend money on, I end up researching it mm-hmm. to death yeah. and then getting it. And when I get it, I'm always like, 
it doesn't matter if it was $6 or 600, you know, whatever I bought, I'm always like, Oh, did I fuck up? I think I fucked up. Like I never feel comfortable with any purchase ever, which I think is actually more society than me because we were talking about this the other day with, uh, my, my parents used to be big yard sailors right. now because of COVID they can't go. So I've been going a little, um, you know, to just the outside ones and stuff, but there's no good shit at yard sales anymore or at thrift stores because our generation everything is garbage. Yeah. Everything you buy everything falls apart garbage. in a year. And so that's why you feel bad buying a bath mat is because you know that that bath mats, like we had the same bath mat when I was a child, probably for 18 <laughs> years, that thing was built to last, yeah. you know, Yeah. then like with a bunch of kids yeah. in and out, rewashing, rewashing, rewashing. Yeah. But I'll probably didn't get washed a lot in our <laughs> house, but lots of kids for sure. But that's like, now I like, I want to buy a decent bath mat. And so you're like reading reviews and you're trying to find something and like, you don't want to, you don't want to buy it from Amazon, but they have free shipping. You know, it's the whole thing. Like, and nothing actually looks like what it looks like yeah. online and you can't, discern any kind of quality whatsoever even if you're there's like there's no relation between uh the cost of something and the quality of something yeah it's completely arbitrary like you could be like well i'm gonna spend 200 dollars on this and it's gonna be top notch and then you get it and it's like yeah this is seven dollars worth of quality it's a bath here. mat it's yeah. still a bath it's just a garbage yeah. and everything like i don't i hate that everything you buy falls apart like that that's one of the reasons that we, um because we have all this room now and uh my parents loaned alex a bunch of tools and he has been he's just going to build most of our furniture because we have a bunch of shit but we did we were we went to go buy stuff and i was like we're not gonna buy anything new there's nothing left at the thrift stores nothing left at yard sales because all the old ladies who had decent furniture have already died out Right. And, and so we used to have a great uh, consignment furniture place for yeah. where I got everything. And then yeah, they went too. out yeah. of business. And I'm like, well, there's nowhere that I can go get like you could, a quality used couch. You could go to RC Willie. You could get a couch for $1,200 that's going to fall apart in two years. It's going to be hideous. Some kind of a weird material yeah. that stains. Toxic. You can yeah. smell how toxic it is. Yeah. And then you, and I'm like, I just, I just want to buy... A decent. So he's making you a couch? No, he's not going to make a couch. <laughs> a couch. We actually found a rad couch off of Craigslist for $150. It was a giant sectional. And the people were like, we had five kids. We've had this couch for 30 years. It was beat up, but it was perfect because it was like clean. You know, I mean, it has some uh, some stains and stuff, but it was clean enough. And we were like, this is perfect. Because I wanted to get a couch that the kids could you know, do their thing on and you don't have to be like, eh, eh. like at their dad's house, their stepmom has a couch. They have two couches in the living room and they, she has her own couch and none of the boys in the house are allowed to sit on it, which I have respect the hell out of. <laughs> honest to God. I know that that sounds like a really bitchy thing, but having had three boys, she, the boys all have a couch and then she has her own couch and nobody else is allowed to sit on that couch. And yeah. I'm like, that is a power move right there. I, but instead we bought $150. Uh, I think my couch We'll make it to the end. I mean, we'll see how long pandemic lasts. Yeah. So I think just only until the pandemic ends. Because I can't believe how much we're sitting on the couch now. That is true. We're yeah. just like living in our house so much more. Mm -hmm. And so we used to um, we used to have a TV in the kitchen um, because we watched baseball. You two are so cute. I can't. <laughs> so we had our baseball TV, but then <laughs> so we had no other TV. Um, because I, you know, like I'm just anti all the screens and the, with the kids and the video games and everything. I was like, no, we're just going to have this one. And it's in a place where we're like 
all together and and working on dinner or whatever. So, but then COVID started. It took like one week yeah. for us to be in, in quarantine. And I was like, so we're moving the TV into the living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's now on like awkwardly put like on the bureau. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that means that the couches, the living room is just getting so much more traffic. And yeah. I looked at it the other day and I was like, I think the cushions are like definitely compacted by one to three inches. A lot of them are butt traffic for <laughs> sure. Yeah. And boys, you know, even Dave like comes home from a day of construction and, you know, like sprawls on the couch and puts his feet up and yeah. You know, I can't be like, can you take your feet off the couch, please? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't ever want to. All the furniture I've ever bought, I've always been like, I don't want to. We grew up in the kind of house where like you could haul. I mean, we were pretty feral for sure. (laughs) But like we would move all the furniture like out of the you saw we have like a three sunken living room we would move it's so much space (laughs) it's so much space it's silly but we would move everything downstairs so that we could run down the hall and then jump and land on the couches and stuff and so we just beat everything up and I always wanted the kind of furniture that three boys could use and then you got you just threw it in the garbage you know you just take it to the dump and yeah (laughs) shove it off the end of the truck you take that milk stained (laughs) monstrosity and you light it on fire I've taken I've taken a couch or two to the dump yeah (laughs) yeah a futon so no life left this died yeah it and it's funny too because we are the opposite so like I I tried for a long time to be like no screen time screen time but it's you know it's tough with a split household as you know Mm -hmm. like when rules are different it can be really tough but also um instead of just a little tv for quarantine we have because Alex used to run a film festival so he had a projector so we have downstairs in that playroom you saw our couch faces one whole wall is movie screen baby (laughs) we're watching it on the big screen wow we spent this whole week while we didn't have the kids watching all the mummy movies on the big screen so yeah it's pretty sweet actually (laughs) at first I was like I don't know and now I'm like if it's on the tv because we have like a regular size tv over in the corner if it's on the tv I'm like house "Mm." my house is a little and so there wouldn't be any place to do that and also if we did make a place it would be like the only thing that yeah in the house and so you know we're I'm really tough on screens although now it's it's um screens all the time because they're going to school on screens. yeah yeah so then I've been even more like oh we just don't need to have stuff on um but of course nobody else in uh Bodhi's um environment thinks that way at all so he gets plenty of screens oh yeah <laughs> it's not like he has no screens well he has, he has you know 20 out of 24 hours screens and they but, have like you know it's funny because the Calvin the other day He's 17 now, and so he's fairly autonomous. And but I was teasing him, and I said, "Check your check your screen time. I want to know. I'm just curious how many hours a day." And I said, "I bet it's 10 hours." And he was like, "You're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. I don't spend 10 <laughs> hours a day on my phone." And then he started looking, and he got very quiet and like put his phone away, like hot today. <laughs> and I was like, "What does it say? How many hours?" And it was he had well, he had 10 hours one day, and he was like, "Well, I'm on Spotify and YouTube and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "None, you know, nope. That's how much you're checking your phone. Is that your phone is all?" And he is like, "Firewood." Are you serious? Are you seriously? <laughs> 
This is a podcast, Alex. You can't just be. He is the. He is such an interrupter. The first one I tried to make, uh, I'm. He interrupted three times because he wouldn't stop calling me about his vasectomy results. <laughs> How did it go? Really well. Yeah, it went great. He's clean, <laughs> clean bill of health. Man, there. I love a vasectomy. Oh my god! What you a, know what I love more than a vasectomy? A hysterectomy. Did you get a hysterectomy? Yes. <gasps> Congratulations. I. I you know, everybody was so worried because mm-hmm. I didn't have any birth children. Yeah. I never birthed a child. And so everybody... But you were always very clear that you did not want a yes, birth child. very clear. Very but, clear. But people don't believe you. Yeah. As a woman, they're like, well, you might change your mind. And yeah. I was like, I think I know myself well enough to know if I want child children. But And I have a stepchild. So, um, yeah, I had really bad... Um, what are they called? They're not cysts, but... Endometriosis? No, I didn't have endometriosis. Oh, thank God I didn't have endometriosis. I know. The worst thing. Oh, People and, so bad. You know, I feel like it's one of those things that gets downplayed because men don't go through it, but I have... One of my really good friends has it, and she is wrecked about three weeks out of the month, like in just absolute, you know, just crippling pain. Yeah. And it's so terrible. So not cysts. What did you have? No, you had... It's, well, it's not polyps or cysts or whatever. And Did you have teratomas? No. I can't believe I can't think of the word right now. I just haven't had to think of a lot of words. Yeah, lately. I know. That's, like out loud words. Yeah. Like I could write it to you in an email right now. <laughs> <laughs> After you looked it up on thesaurus.com. After I went and got my medical file. You got lumps. You're lumpy. You had yeah, lumpies. Yeah. And I, you know, I had horrible um, cramps all the time. Like to the point where I was almost fainting. Oh my God. Or like um, it would throw me off for four or five days where I was so physically ill and I was like, I was just like taking as much Advil, aspirin, Motrin, like everything that I could possibly take simultaneously. And it was still excruciating Oh my pain. God. So finally I went and had it looked at. <laughs> finally I was like, this doesn't seem right. You know, and it's because- funny because as a woman, yeah, you're just in excruciating pain a lot of the times. So yeah. Like I think a lot of people without ovaries and stuff don't realize how painful it is. You know, it's it's terribly painful. It's awful. And then when it's even worse, you think like, is it some it's somehow some weakness of mine mm-hmm. that like I have a low tolerance for pain, or, or is it because you're eating too much? Like if you go see a doctor, they'll be like, well, you need to reduce your sugar intake. Maybe it's too much chocolate. Yeah, you, you know? seem like you could lose twenty five pounds. That might help you know so you're just waiting for all this but I did go to the doctor and she's like do you want to have children I was like no and she's like well then my recommendation to you is to have a hysterectomy scoop it out and I loved this doctor she was um she was very matter of fact she told you all the information and she listened to me so rare (laughs) no it's so rare with a doctor I couldn't believe it and so I was like well I don't really want to spend the night in the hospital I want to be able to go home that day. And she's like, okay, well, we're working on a plan. And and she worked with me. She told everybody that needed to know. So they like didn't give me too many drugs. I love that. And um, I was like, yeah, she just worked with me the whole way. And so I was able to go home that day. And I have not regretted it for one second. I, like, like about once a month, I'm like, oh, I'm not having my period this My month. mom said, she said after her, she said, I feel like an eight-year-old girl. She was like, I feel like when I was a kid before I had to be constantly paying attention to my body and thinking about it. And, you know, like you're in pain for a week and then you bleed for a week. Like it, it's such yeah, a huge amount of time. Yeah, and you're like trying to keep track. Like, do I have what I need to have? You and know, if you're, do I need to run somewhere because it's an emergency? Yeah. Like? 
And if you're using any sort of like rhythm method birth control, you're just constantly checking or in. Or even and, just birth control. Yeah, or even <laughs> just birth control. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, congratulations. It was, I highly, highly recommend getting a <laughs> hysterectomy. Yeah. So far, I would say no downside. <laughs> That's what I've heard from women who've had them have, have told me that they've been like, uh, just, they're just like, yeah, I feel great. I mean, are you on a little bit of hormone to kind of like no. nothing? No. Yeah. No, I think, man. I mean, eventually maybe I will have to be, but um, they didn't take my ovaries. Oh, so you don't need to be. They just no. uterus, yeah. Right. Nice. So, I mean, I'll still go through menopause, yeah. which I'm still, fingers crossed, hope they're going to figure out by the time we get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm just. <laughs> I wasn't getting a breast exam. I have all the, I'm lumpy. I have all these lumps in my breast and I was in getting uh, checked and the doctor said to me, well, first of all, he goes, we've met before. And I'm like, oh, great. cool. <laughs> and I assume he means like through comedy, but also maybe, maybe. we're enemies, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. And then he said, um, well, for women like you who are premenopausal, and I was like, whoa, tap the brakes here. Whoa, anybody who's not menopausal is premenopausal. That's not. And he was like, no, a woman of your age is, we call you premenopausal. And I was like, I did not know that. Well, saying. you do. Yeah, you but... do, because you're a bully, and that's probably why we're enemies. That's probably, I don't remember you because you're my nemesis beneath my yeah, recognition. You. I mean, I am probably fairly close to menopause, but. That's yeah. not his business. Yeah. You're just here to make sure these lumps in my boob don't get any bigger. So mind your business. Wow. So so um, you have a male gynecologist? No, no, no. Um, okay. So I have to go to like the breast care place. And so he's a booby doctor, I guess. Really? Which Doesn't it make you wonder? Like- yeah. Like you became, unless like he's like, my mother died of breast cancer and it's very dear to me. So when I became a doctor, I wanted to go into uh, breast oncology. Oncology is <laughs> not a thing. I don't know. It's like, yeah. I don't know. No. And it was, it's funny because so like he never saw my breasts, but like he had them up on the screen and then. <laughs> He, like I said, he said he knew me. And then he saw inside your he breast. He saw inside my breast. <laughs> yeah. And while he was talking to me the whole time, he kept like glancing at them. And I was like, very professional doctor, good doctor. I'm not talking shit here. I am a little bit. He kept like, well, and I'm like, well, we're discussing him. That makes sense. We're discussing my breast. So of course he's going to maybe like glance at them. But it was also kind of like, this is weird, buddy. This we can is just weird. Look up here at these it was also really photos. frustrating. It was one of those times where you didn't get listened to because I went in and they were like, I had to cancel the appointment at first because of COVID. And then I said, hey, I do need to come in. This lump keeps getting bigger. I need to come get it checked. And they said, okay. And I went in and they said, we're just going to mammogram you. And I said, you can't mammogram me. My breasts are too dense. I, in fact, have the most dense breasts <laughs> that the doctor had ever seen. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. So I, I was like, you can't mammogram me. They never can That's mammogram me. They man. I know it's on. There's the first thing. <laughs> Very dense breasts. Um, but they, they were like, we're going to mammogram me. I'm like, you can't. You can't see anything. So they mammogram me anyway, which have you had one? They're very painful. Yeah. They pancake your boob and like smish it down. And I'm like, you can do this, but you need to ultrasound me. You have to ultrasound me. And the nurse was being like really disdainful of me and really annoyed. And I said like a whole bunch of times like, okay, but you're going to have to mammogram me. And she, so she goes to leave and I go, no, no, no. I need to be man. I need to be ultrasounded today. I have a lump that has grown significantly. They told me that if it, if I go in every six months, they told me if it grew at all during that time to come in. And she, and she was like, 
I'm, I'm sure it's fine. We'll get back to you with your results. And I go, go, please go talk to someone and ask, please go. And she leaves and she comes back and she's like, oh, apparently we have you down as like somebody we have to check if, and she was like very apologetic after that. And they ultrasounded me immediately, okay, but I'm but like, you know what? This has been my experience with nurses Yeah, because I have no veins. No. Oh veins. yeah. Look at you. No veins. Okay. There's no way you can get blood out of my body <laughs> and they have to take your blood because they're going to do some tests. And every single time I'm like, okay, well, you need to, you know, if possible, somebody who's used to doing pediatrics, yeah, uh, getting blood from kids should come in and they have to use a butterfly needle, which is the tiny little needle. And so somebody who's more familiar with doing tiny, tiny veins can do it. And they always fight me on it. And then they poke the shit out of me. Oh, they can't, they're like, they try here, then they try here, then they try here, then they try here. And then in the end, do you know what they do? They go get somebody from fucking pediatrics mm -hmm. and they use a butterfly needle. But I have had that fight. I'm not, no exaggeration, 20 times. Mm -hmm. the, the, this hysterectomy time though, I had a male nurse. And I was like, this is interesting because this guy looked like, like a gamer guy, you know, he had like long, like black hair. And I was like, and he was so meticulous and so good. And I told him this and he's like immediately got a butterfly needle. <laughs> he like, listened. He listened to me and he did it right. And it was like, he only had to do it once. And it was so I didn't have like a bunch of bruising and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, this is really interesting. This I wonder if maybe there should be more women doctors and more, and more men nurses. Probably. Yeah. Because the women nurses are always snappy about it. Yeah, when I was in the hospital, I had a couple women nurses that were, and and I mean, we had a, I had a couple that were lovely. Also, a couple women were really wonderful, but I had two nurses, um, one of whom. So when I was in the hospital, I had a miscarriage, and uh, recently, yeah, last year, yeah. So around this time, October, Whoa. yeah, we were, you know, we had been discussing having a baby, and I said, I'm 40. We probably won't be able to get pregnant very easy. Turns out, not true. Wow. Uh, and we got pregnant, and. You know, I was like, uh, it was a mix of, oh my God, my kid is 17. I don't want to start over and being really thrilled because Alex is great. And I never got to have a kid with someone who was super into being a dad. And it was like, you know, there was a lot going on, but I was also pretty sick. But then I got hospitalized and miscarried and uh, had a silent miscarriage, which is where your, your, the baby no longer has a heartbeat, but your body is like, I'm going to hang on to it. And so, huh. uh, the one of the nurses came so they had said like well we're gonna give it a couple weeks and then but you'll probably have to go in and get a term you know a dnc you'll probably have to have the fetus the dead fetus removed and this How nurse dramatic. came in who was pregnant so we hadn't told anybody because it was we weren't super far along yeah. you know and we, you know before 12 weeks a lot of times you wait to tell people and um, given my age too, I was already kind of like, I just can't imagine. Like most of my friends right now, our age are like desperately trying to get pregnant. And the fact that we did so quick, I was kind of like, whoa, shit. Girl, there's a, a gal my age, I'm 43, in my neighborhood who just had triplets. Jesus. Uh, not even trying to get, like they were like, well, we're going to try because this is probably our last like naturally triplets. had triplets. She didn't even have any IVF not, or Not IVF. Oh my and God. And I was just like, I don't know. That's what would happen to me. I would be like, well, well maybe, maybe it yeah. happens. And then it would be some That's like, kind of what we, we were kind of like, you know, did the like, we'll leave it up to God. And God was like, bam, you're pregnant. And I was like, oh, oh I'm sorry that of, happened to you. I was goofing. But when this nurse came in and um, so my 
my Arthur, my kid was in the room. My family was in the room. Um, a comedian who had come to visit me from out of town was in the room who was opening for me. The room is full of people. She's pregnant. And she, uh, she says to me like, Oh, well, I'm sure everything will work out with your pregnancy. And I'm like, no. And I, and I go, no, actually it's not viable. There's no heartbeat. And she goes, well, you know, God works in mysterious ways and you just never know. And I'm like, no, no, nope. Also like you just major HIPAA violation to me, like yeah. in front of all these people who don't know that I'm pregnant. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to talk about it. And she just keeps being like, you know, sometimes they don't hear a heartbeat for a while, but then it comes back. And I'm like, if I, and I was I, it was a heartbreaking situation, but also I have three kids. I'm okay. You know, but I was like, what if that was my first pregnancy? What if I was heart? Like, what if I was truly a hundred percent devastated instead of 50% devastated, 50% relieved? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like a hundred percent. I was like, you could just have ruined somebody who's like gets hope again. And is like, she, the nurse said I might, it might be fine. And I was just like, what a monster. And then the, we had another nurse who was garbage to me because she was like, I see you have a DNC a possible DNC. And I was like, yeah, well, the fetus is no longer viable. And she goes, well, that's not really up to you. Like I'm supposed to carry this dead baby forever in case God decides to turn it back on. Like it was crazy. So yeah. And, and, but as far oh. as blood goes, my <laughs> veins, look at these fat babies. Look at these babies. Wow, look at them. Lucky. Mine are so thick that they'll go, can we bring the trainee in to try <laughs> on you? And I'm always like, bring her in. Let's see how she does. And I have like the fattest veins and of anybody. Did you love how I threw a miscarriage story in there? <laughs> keeping it light, keeping it fun. His direct. See, that's yes. the thing. It's, this is a comedy podcast. I know. <laughs> I know. But you know, it's funny. It's one of those things. I feel like that's what sucks about being a woman is like men can get on and talk about how like they raped somebody on their <laughs> podcast and people like Brian fucking Callen's podcast after he came out um, that he had like it came out that he had allegedly <laughs> raped two people. Um, then his, guess what his Patreon is up to 21,000 a month. We can't talk about miscarriages and hysterectomies. I feel like what are you charging for this content? I know. <laughs> it's free, baby. It's just free. People don't want it. They don't, they won't, they don't want it. They don't. It's too much. Well, I'd pay for it for sure. Me if too. I wasn't just right here talking and if I had to pay to listen to myself, I don't know if I would pay for that. But <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I was trying to remember this morning and it um I forgot because the reason we decided to do we hadn't I done have an episode no in three years. Why? I remembered. Um so we talked to each other on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because like we that's what we do. It's weird how that like social media <laughs> So like you literally live five minutes from me. Yeah. Like five five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I and like instead we just I was like, wow, I could just go over there in five minutes i also saw that like the last text we had sent each other had been like like 16 months ago and i was like this is bad <laughs> but we talk on twitter it's very weird but i i remembered that it was because i told i had tweeted out that i had um hold on there's a plane we have another plane there's a plane maybe we should need, Pl we plane, need hold. A plane hold plane hold plane <laughs> hold it's not a jet this time. It's just a regular, regular plane. plane. I'll take this time to put a little chapstick on because mm. I'm talking so out. much that I'm drying out. I, haven't I have literally have not talked this much. Me neither. In, no. I don't know. One year? It's not been... even just COVID. Like, no. You just kind of get to the, the only people I see are my talking. parents. And it's because they're over here parents. working on the house and helping us with stuff. Yeah. And um, and we're very socially distant, you know? And that's the only people I've yeah, seen in too. months. Um, 
So mm-hmm. I remembered that it was because I tweeted that uh, I, ha- so an ex, an ex that I hadn't oh, talked right. to in a while. <laughs> so Alex and I had dated and then I broke up with him because I liked him too much and it was weird and he was young and I was like, nope, nope. And I started dating somebody else. And then he, this person gave me, it was so much relationship trauma in such a short amount of time. Like they cheated on me and they lied to me and they really gave me a dose of my own medicine. I had it coming. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not upset about it. But it was like a lot of like, uh, just like they treated me so poorly so fast. And I, then I did that thing that I think women do a lot of times, like where instead of being like, you're trash, I never want to talk to you again. I broke up with him, um, then continued to give him free therapy for about eight months. And then during COVID, so we still talked all the time. And during COVID, it kind of just hit me at the beginning of COVID that I was like, what the fuck? And not just him. I feel like a lot of the men in my life have lost their place because of COVID where before behavior that I sort of tolerated and like free therapy I gave out all of a sudden with everything going on, I was like, fuck you, (laughs) you know, like I don't have the energy. So we hadn't talked in a long time. And then he messaged me really out of the blue, like a few weeks ago. And, um, uh, we were talking and I, I said, Oh, we're, you know, we moved, blah, blah, blah. I'm telling him I moved, we're engaged. This is where I'm at because we haven't talked in six, seven months. And he says, um, I say, well, how about you? How are you? Are you dating anyone? And he goes, well, yeah, I've been seeing this girl. Uh, she, I mean, I guess like, you know, we've been together. She's like my girlfriend or whatever. Or she like lives with me. So I guess that, I mean, she's technically my wife. I guess that she's my wife. And that's what he says. And I was like, that is such a dude fucking. And I'm like, is that to like keep a line in with me even though I'm like I'm living with someone I love really a ton I'm super happy right now you you know like I'm basically like I haven't talked to you because I think you're kind of a douchebag uh like giving very honest answers you know and he's like well I'm kind of seeing someone (laughs) like what is that and then you that's how we started that's why we were like we got to make a podcast because we both have had that experience it was very last oh, booty call. i would say 50 percent of the guys that i dated and even to the point where like i think ryan admitted it to me was that he always had the door open for something else yeah it was like any minute now somebody better than me was going to come along so he had to you know he had to just be available aware so he didn't want he never wanted to commit yeah to even saying like oh you're my girlfriend or yeah. maybe he'd do that like in front of his mom or something that was my experience with this guy which was funny because so it was a long distance relationship and um I had been pretty casual about it because I was like, I have three kids. Nothing is going to come from this. But he was, when he found out I was still, or not when we found out, I told him I'm going to keep dating other people since this is long distance. He was like, I really want this to be monogamous. If I really want us yeah. to to see where this goes. I, I think want this we to have... be monogamous for you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he was like, I, I think we have something special. And we did have a lot of fun together. And, you know, we would travel together and stuff and we'd have like a really good time. And I was like, yeah, I think, 
And when he suggested it, I was kind of like, yeah, let's, you know, maybe that's the trick to this is like giving people a chance instead of at the time I had been dating, including Alex, kind of a lot of people and kind of not giving anybody a chance to really like. No, I was really surprised when you kind of locked it down with Alex because I was like, you were very specifically saying, yeah, I'm dating multiple people. I'm not going to. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to commit. I'm not going to commit. And this, so this person was like, let's try being monogamous for a while. And I was like, okay, sure. And then that was the experience I had with him was like, Mm -hmm. so we went on this trip and I feel like this is a perfect little bubble of what the relationship was. We went on this trip and we were at the coast and I, um, was like, I, I was like, oh, what a beautiful sunset. Let's go out and take a picture together. And he was like, okay or I was like standing in the window looking at it and I was like oh we should walk down to the beach and go take a picture and he was like yeah we should and then he went out and I watched him walk down to the beach alone take a whole bunch of selfies of himself and then he posted them and then he came back up and started watching tv and I was like what (laughs) happened (laughs) what was that and the whole and if they won't take a picture with you or if they won't post a picture with you Mm -hmm. or if they won't acknowledge your existence in anything other than like your living room yeah and it was so funny because I told I I said to him right then I said this is such a funny position for me to be in because I am a grown woman Mm -hmm. and I don't actually give a shit. Like if you post pictures of me and you on Instagram or me or whatever, but I can see how for the last few months, how deliberately you've been going out of your way to not to seem single still on Instagram. And if you want to be single FO, please go be single. Like that's completely fine. But you, you are the one who's pushing for monogamy in this relationship and but also always like posting these hot pictures and and it it happened like three more times during that trip where he like would post like a hot picture of himself and then I would kind of be in the background like what what's (laughs) that what are you doing I'm right here it was just and it made me feel petty and like a teenage girl because I would be like why haven't you posted I've posted pictures of us together I posted pictures like letting people know that I'm seeing you and I don't feel like I'm an embarrassing person to date but it was very just and and in the end we broke up because he had lied to me for the stupidest reason because he had gone to a strip club and uh had that night been like well uh, uh, he was out of town. He was in a different, you know, we lived in different cities, but he was like, yeah, I'm just headed to bed early tonight. I'm really tired, really worn out from a hard day at work. And I was like, okay, talk to you tomorrow. And then did the thing where like, uh, all his friends stories were of them at the strip club. And I was like, who do you think you're dating that you have to lie about going like, and I just told him, I was like, honestly, I just feel like you don't understand who I am. What a wasted opportunity for you that you wouldn't be like, I'm going to a strip club with my boys. And I'd be like, have a good night. You know, like I don't, I was like, I wouldn't freak out about that. I would just be like, okay. But in a weird way. So during all that, Alex and I were just friends. And when I told Alex, I broke up with him and I was like, I, uh, you're just too young. I, I am kind of so how young is too young. He's it's funny. Cause so he's eight years younger which is the same as my last relationship, except reversed. You know, I was eight years younger, which was fine. But you're really immature because you have these. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Well, you just heard my story about Instagram, losing my mind about that. I'm a child. (laughs) Yeah, come on. I know. And well, that's why I told, like, he was really great and we got along so well. And um, 
I would, but I was just like, you're too young. And I, if I was going to get serious about somebody, it would have to be with somebody like my own age. Somebody like six or seven years younger. Six or seven. (laughs) And also a little meaner, honestly. It's more usually my MO. But, but then, yeah, we like had, when I had uh, broken up with him, the day I broke up with him, he brought me a plant. And he was like, oh, I knew you're going to break up with me. And I just brought a plant to say, thank you so much. I had so much fun dating you. Um, I learned so much from you and I want to be your friend and not in that like weird dude way where right, they where usually I, do. Right. Where I'm going to just like pressure you until yeah. you give in and, and guilt then, you. And, and then I'll break up with you. Yeah. Instead <laughs> he was like, I just love hanging out with you. We have so much fun. Let's be friends. And then we were and like for reals, like no sexual tension, no weirdness. Like we were just buds for like a year or like, no, I guess like eight months after that, after I broke up with him. And during this, I was in this other relationship and he was just like, how's it going? And he was never, you know, you can tell when that's bullshit with guys, when they're like, I'm your friend. You know, and you're like, no, this isn't a friendship. Or they kind of do a little jealousy thing. Yeah. They like, say something oh, snide about the other person. How's dickweed? Right. You know, like instead <laughs> he was like genuinely, we were like really good friends. And after I broke up with this guy that I was like, this is so stupid. What are we doing? You're like, what else did I have yeah. going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I was like, okay, well, I got to bang around a little. And I did for a while. But then during that, it was kind of like. I, I sort of saw that I was like, you know, it's funny, actually, we uh, painted here together before we were dating. He came over. My parents were like trying to clean up the house and stuff. He came over and helped my parents paint. And my mom was like, well, we sure do love Alex, you know, <laughs> sure do love him. So, yeah. So and that kind of ended up I wasn't really trying to settle down and I wasn't looking to. And he never made me feel pressured. And even when we started dating again and I was like, yeah, again, I'm not really like gonna be super serious about stuff and he was like okay yeah whatever you're comfortable with I'm crazy about you but I know who you are (laughs) you know like just having somebody who's like yeah I I get who you are I understand what what you're like go for it it was nice and it's the first person it's been he's the first person it's been easy to be monogamous with for me which has always been a struggle because it's like I don't feel the constant pressure to be monogamous like it's not it's not a conversation you're having. Well, yeah. Well, it's like we had the conversation that like we're both pretty free spirits. And it was like if we ever wanted something, we'd probably pursue it. But when you just are fucking nuts about somebody, it makes it a lot easier to just be like, yeah. And yeah. it's weird. I haven't had a crush on anybody. I usually I feel like I'm usually very crush oriented. Mm-hmm. I'm very like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? I haven't had a crush on anybody. And COVID, I think COVID's really locked that shit down. Yeah. Like, can you imagine that. having a crush on someone now? Who would it even be? Like, where would you, where, like, yeah. where would that kind of thing happen? The anymore? energy of that. <laughs> when, when WAP came out and everybody was like super horny, I was like, how are you guys finding the energy <laughs> for all this? They were like, there's some horrors in this house. And I was like, there, my house is pretty clean of horrors right now. Honestly, that's very, there was always a ton of horror in my house. And right now it just feels like, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I just want to grow some tomatoes, you know? Just feel uh, very. Our tomatoes are doing really well this year. As well. I almost gave you some. Like I, when you knew you were coming over, I had some, and I was almost gonna give you some. And then I'm like, you're gonna give Jocelyn <laughs> to me? Who are you? Do you remember Dave you? from high school? The dick pic. What are you gonna bake him? Bake her some bread? Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, our garden. I like Dave was so thrilled when he heard we were gonna be locked down for eight months because it just gave him a reason to plant four zucchini plants you instead have, of two. You have news. Let's talk about that. 
<clears throat> I got a cat. No, that's not it. But well, the congratulations, did you did get a cat. That's awesome. <laughs> What's the cat's name? Chap. Oh, I'm not a cat person. I think we probably talked about it. I'm solidly in dog camp. Yeah. Like I'm. This is a big dogs. deal. It's as big as the other news, honestly. Yeah, I you think got so. A cat. I mean, really, yeah. for me, it is like I look at this cat who I adore and I talk to this cat and the cat talks to me. Does, do you have a uh, long time listeners remember that you have an amazing <laughs> talking to dog voice? In fact, one of the most things I've that I've missed about you most is that Whenever you would see Chip, you would do your dog voice. And yeah, because look at Chip right there. He's eating something out of the driveway. <laughs> Chip, stop eating that. Chip, He's eating something out Chip. of the driveway. He's elderly. It's fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll I, miss, I miss your Chip voice so much. So do you have a cat voice? So I think I sort of talk. the. Okay, well, I don't really know. Because we got the cat in December. And it, it was a um, promise that I had made Bodhi many years before, which was when we buy our house you can have a cat. But we just couldn't, I didn't feel like we could have a cat in rental situations. I just didn't feel like we could trust the cat to do the right thing. So um, we moved into our house in December and Bodhi's birthday is December 3rd. And like um, December 1st, my sister texted me and said, this cat showed up at the winery. Do you want it? And I was like, we're getting that cat. Yeah. I was like, yes, I don't want to go to the shelter. I don't want to make a decision. I don't want it to be up to Bodie because he he has very, very bad cat picking skills. Mm-hmm. Very low. So he's all had cats before and they've been terrible personalities. Yeah. Some people have a bad pick for that, for cats for and dogs. And for, for pets. dogs. Yeah. yeah. And I have a great pickers. picker. Me, so I yeah. knew I was like, we're going to go meet the cat. And if I like it, then we're getting it. So we took it home and this cat is incredibly charming. I love him. He's indoor outdoor. Um, he's a gray cat, so he does not much to look at. Yeah. <laughs> but he has a great personality. You know, the only problem has been that he is a real predator. Mm. He's a killer. <laughs> he's a killer. And even though he has like the loudest jingle bell caller, he will catch a bird or a mouse and he will bring it inside l- alive in the oh. night. Alive. Alive. Wow. So on more than one occasion, we've been chasing around a wounded, panicked bird, (laughs) which is a horrible thing to do, especially in the middle of the night when you're waking up and there's like, like later you find bird shit and feathers and it's very tragic and I really don't want him to do it. Yeah. But I don't know what to do. But even with a jingle bell collar, huh? So we had a jingle bell collar for him and then I got him an even jingler, like it, like even the slightest movement, it makes a really loud jingle. And it ha- he's like an incredible hunter. Yeah, he's just all <laughs> moving. So he's so That's, That is impressive. Yeah, so he's an impressive cat. Yeah. So that was my big news is that we got this cat. <laughs> and, and the other big news. The other big news is that I got married during the pandemic. Yay! I'm so excited for you. Yeah. You sent me a, a, the most adorable little card. We sent out a ton of announcements, and I can count on one hand how many responses. I that is got. wild. When you said that you hadn't received a very good response from it, I was like, because I was immediately, when I saw it, I was like, fuck yeah, because I love Dave, and I love you, and I'm so happy that you guys found each other. And the first time I met Dave, I was like, this is it. Yeah. This is the one. Like, I just knew. Like, I saw him. I saw the way he was looking at you. I, it was really sweet, actually. I remember it because I was on stage. He was, 
sitting oh, next this to when you. we were with my parents yes and we came yeah. to your comedy you show came. and you're so blue and he's like meeting my parents for one of the first times and so he's trying to decide like do I laugh at this yeah. incredibly crass joke that Emma just told or do I act offended because I'm with her very conservative parents yeah he was you could see how nervous he was but also there was this very sweet moment where um you know a lot of times when you're a, you know a, a personality whatever I am um when you oh, meet you're a personality <laughs> <laughs> well, capital like, P personality like, you know I'll meet like a friend's boyfriend and they're like oh you're a comedian and you know it's because like you're a little famous or whatever but Dave could give a fuck Dave was like Jocelyn 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 like he was so into you and there was this moment I looked down he I was on stage I was going into this really dirty joke every other man is riveted and he was looking at your boobs he was like he kept looking at you and then like he was smiling and then he like would like glance down at your chest which you have amazing boobs so of well, course it was, he was doing, probably but. mostly because he could not decide how to respond he was so awkward <laughs> feeling but i could just he see was like he was all like, just because he does that now like if he doesn't he does he's not the kind of person that wants to um have a um it's it's more than just being avoidant of conflict it's just avoidant in general yeah. of situations so a lot of times he's like backing up, backing up yeah backing up. yeah <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm gonna go. And he ends up with me, and I'm like, never back up. <laughs> well, I could. Just... I was like, go full force, hundred miles an hour. So, what did you guys do? So, well, you know, we've been together for four years now. We've bought a house. We went through a child custody battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like honestly, we talked about getting married the first, you know, month we were together, and it just was not going to be something that we could coordinate you know there's just like there's just too much shit going on yeah and too much money going other places and so um we kind of realized well also COVID happened and Dave works um you know a job where he doesn't have insurance and that has always been a huge problem for me I'm just like you have to get a job where you have insurance blah blah blah, blah. and I was and he has been going to work this whole time and he has to wear a mask but my brother-in-law caught COVID mm. in June and he works at the library. He was working with one other person. He had a mask on and his coworker had a face shield and he worked Still with caught her it. Oh my one God. day for, you know, less than eight hours. And within two days he had it. And it was just such an incredible disruption. And I was like, you know what, if Dave got COVID, whether he got a bad case or no case, he couldn't go and get a test. He couldn't get any care. And it would absolutely 100% sink us. Yeah. And I was just like, we've worked too hard. We've worked too hard to have a, you know, $42,000 hospital bill. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I want us to be healthy. And I work for the state. So I have really good insurance. Yeah. And so we really just had a heart to heart about it and said, well, what, what happens if we just get married and have a wedding later? And... um we want to marry each other. We want to have a wedding. So we'll do that. But in the meantime, let's protect ourselves and, you know, just do what we have to do to make it, you know. Yeah. So it was, it was partially, you know, just trying to take care of ourselves and our, and protect our family, but, and also that, you know, inevitably we were going to do that anyway. Yeah. So. And, and it, you were, I mean, yeah. it, you guys were going to, that's why when you said people hadn't really, you hadn't had a great response and that some people were upset with you, I was like, 
how the fuck? Well, and we really wanted to like, so we, so we went out to, um, my family's house, um, and had a small, like, you know, just my parents outside. Um, my friend Lindsay married us and we did vows and it wasn't that it wasn't special. It was just very small. And then I was like, I, you know, I really want to share this with people and for them to know, because I didn't want it to be like a big secret. Yeah. Like, oh, we got married and oh, now nobody knows and everything. And also to tell people that we're really excited that we got married and we can't wait to celebrate with you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I sent out, I think 80 announcements. We had a local artist do the artwork for us. And, um, you know, we put our vows in there and said, yeah, you they know, were so cute. I mean, and honestly, so the I put like so much like thought into it and sent it out to people that I was like, well, these are the people that I would invite to my wedding. <laughs> well, no, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe we're going to have another very small affair because I would say, yeah, like less than 10 people even responded at all. And then, um, we had a couple people who were like, you guys are assholes for doing this. Oh my God. I don't need, like, I wasn't expecting a bunch of gifts or anything, but I got a card from both of my sisters and a card from my aunt. (laughs) Like to 80 people. I was like, I guess maybe I'm just like, I had no idea what people think of me or are people just so absorbed in their so own shit right now? Or I don't, yeah. Or I just thought people would be happy for us and excited. Yeah. Um, for a wedding next year. Yeah. And it was, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But that's really a bummer also yeah. because I have invested so much time and effort into like being happy for people. Oh yeah. <laughs> for their weddings oh, and their engagements. You and always their get a gift. Babies. You're a gift queen, <laughs> you know? And yeah, you are always like, oh, I made you this nice little basket for stuff like that. And like, you couldn't even text. Yeah. I texted. <laughs> you texted. To be fair. I also got my card only recently. Cause I only had, you only got my new address recently. Right. So I haven't no, had time you... to send a card back, but well, yeah, no, I mean, but, and, um, I hadn't, I, I don't have an expectation. I, you know, people, but still it is kind of nice to at least I, get a text or a call. Like that's dope. I did feel a little bit like disappointed because I was excited and I wanted people to be excited yeah. with me because we haven't had anything good happen. No. And so I was like, this is really good though yeah. because Dave and I love each other and we've been together for a long time and you definitely have mentioned all you people. Like yeah. you, when are you guys getting married? It's like, yeah. but we did. And so I wonder, you know, it's funny because like people put so much emphasis on the wedding instead of the actual marriage usually. Right. And so when you're just like, yeah, we got married because we love each other and the wedding's not really the point. Even with COVID, people are, are like, but where am I going to get free alcohol? Right. You know, like that's But like, we said we are going to do that. Yeah. As soon as we said, like the, when the pandemic's over, we're planning a wedding. Yeah. And so we thought we like covered that base, but apparently that wasn't good enough for people. They were like, well, I wanted this on my terms and my terms are what, what are your terms? Like we can't get together right now. Yeah. (laughs) It would be very lame. And so you wanted us to just wait so that we could like be stressed out. And I mean, it made me, cause you know, we were starting to plan a wedding and then COVID happened. And, um, you know, I, I already, I already had a big, I had a wedding. It was 
when I was very young, but it did the I did the poofy dress and we it was small. We had a small wedding still. Poofy but, dress also <laughs> but okay. Poofy dress, dress people were dressed like pirates. Right. The best man was dressed like, like the crow. You can't just like talk about your wedding as though it was just like <laughs> just you know, normal. your traditional wedding. Just not a normal, very very regular normal wedding. It's nothing to really talk about. Well, I, yeah, and so we already did a big stupid thing, you know? Emphasis on the stupid. Yeah, very all of it. But Alex, you know, he's never had one. And yeah, I've never been married. Dave had been married before. He had a very lame yeah. first wedding. Yes. And I could see how, like, the person who hasn't gotten to have a wedding is like, I want to do the big thing. And Alex was very into it. But, and we had a big, it was, you know, we both have very big families. And so when we started planning, we were like, all right, well, just our family. We had 110 people just with our families. And then so we were like, well, let's do it up at my parents' property up in High Valley. And just like a preemptive, like my friends, your friends, family, we were up to 330 people. And I was like, so let's just do a festival. Okay. (laughs) I think what we're doing is a festival at this point. And we're just going to tell people they can come. Holy (laughs) fucking shit. Yes, we could. Are you kidding? Because I really need to get in one of those things where you don't wear the bra, but then you lace it up. And then your boobs just hang like over that. (laughs) Those are, everybody has to wear one of those at my wedding. It's a requirement. Those are my favorite looks. Cod pieces. Cod pieces. (laughs) There's going to be lots of meat on sticks, you know, and. Yeah. I will help with this planning. This actually sounds very fun. <laughs> we, yeah, well, we were just like, we have a bunch of comedians and musicians and film people coming. And we were like, I guess let's just do like a four-day camping weekend. And then when we started planning it, getting deeper and deeper into it, I was like, but I stopped doing festivals because I don't want to do this anymore. I hate all this. I'm so tired. And so we kind of hit a, like, I had hit a wall with her. I was like, this is so much planning. And then COVID hit and we had to be like, well, put it on the shelf for a while. And we're, we've been kind of discussing the same thing about like, we just, I, you know, we could just get married and then we'll do a big party when everything is okay, when everything is better, you know? I'm really stoked that we got married in 2020 because I think I will be able to remember that. Yes. I'm terrible with remembering dates yeah. and times and all that stuff. Like I, like people are like, when did you graduate from college? I couldn't tell you within a 10 year range, <laughs> like no exaggeration. The only reason I know what age I am is because I age with the years. That's what I mean. So 2020. Yeah, so 2020. Yeah. That's 2040 will be a married. You'll 20, be it's so easy. Years. Yeah. Shoot. So you better I'm, do it before the I'm end of the year. I'm excited for that. And um, it was really fun, kind of an adventure thing to do something that like I felt was so... Like, I feel like we're all living the same life right now. We're trapped in our homes. Um, we're doing online school. Everything is really bleak. You know, the the world is burning, all this stuff. And uh, it w- kind of interrupted that a little bit with some, like, well, we're going to plan this and we're going to wear this. And um, we got to go down to the courthouse and make our appointment and wear our masks mm-hmm. and get our license. Like, so it felt different than just like, well, we're going to get married and yeah, you know, it felt like it was still, it felt like an event because yeah. it was so out of the ordinary. Yeah. Anything right now yeah. feels like that. Going to Home Depot felt like that for us the other day. <laughs> so I can't imagine getting married. <laughs> we were like, woo, let's buy a tree. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Commitment. Yeah. So we went to like a public place. I feel like we it's funny because then people like us are living like that. But then like Alex has some family members who I like a lot, but they're just like nothing has changed for them. Like they went to Roaring Springs a couple weeks yeah. ago. They are oh, going to water parks and they like 
they're having big parties. They're bringing a bunch of people from out of town up to McCall and stuff. And I'm like, you see certain people who are just like, nothing oh, has changed. Oh, the vast changed. majority of people. Yeah. That nothing has changed. Nothing has changed And for I them. just keep thinking like, well, it must be interesting to be living in your reality, but yeah. I would just be terrified. Yeah. And um, I just keep thinking they really branded this virus wrong and this whole mask wearing thing wrong. Mm -hmm. Like from the get go, um, they shouldn't have told people it protects other people to wear a mask. Yeah, that's where we <laughs> because went wrong. really like nobody. That's cares not an American. <laughs> nobody. No. Yeah, they effed up with that. Right. Yeah. For I just sure. keep hearing that, like, well, don't you want to protect your your old elderly neighbor? Fuck no. Nobody cares. It's, <laughs> I hate that bitch. <laughs> it's so funny, too. Like, it's, you know, I think Americans have a hard time with the abstract. Mm -hmm. So, like, Alex's family, who, again, like, I really like them a lot. But certain members of them, they'll be they'll post stuff that's like, well, why should I have to da 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 just to, because to, you know, why should I have to change my whole life to protect someone who's immunocompromised? And then I'll be like, you know, I'm immunocompromised. And they're like, oh, no shit. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, so people like me and I'm a real person and I'm an actual person that who you, you know. know and you could get people like me sick and then they're like, oh, yeah, I it's still really don't a care. lack of imagination. Yeah, that's how, I, a, that's completely how I felt. It's like, you can't even extrapolate how this might even if it doesn't, but how it might affect you or just even your little circle of people. Yeah. And until everybody has a personal experience that is devastating. Yeah. It, it will not sink in. Even my sister, one of my sisters was like, and only kills old people. And I was like, old people are people. people. What are you saying? <laughs> Listen to your, what are you doing? And she was like, no oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ugh. I know my dad's been railing about this whole, like, the kids need to be in school. I'm like, first of all, what do you care? Yeah. We have no children in school. Yeah. Second of all, like, we we have had just only small bits of actual information about this virus. It's been developing, so we don't really know. And he's like, well, it doesn't affect kids. And I'm like, but it also affects, there's, there's other people at the school yeah now, they don't we don't just like send our kids in there yeah and then like they they like not just a bunch of children <laughs> there's like a bunch like, there's actually like a bunch of adults there yeah <laughs> and a lot of them older right you know and not everybody in great health turns out yeah and they well you have teen boys mm. teen boys cannot not touch each other oh so much <laughs> touching all the time touching yeah yeah then they're filthy like i like my sister her five-year-old daughter goes to preschool and or I guess maybe kindergarten I don't know um she has to wear a mask because she gets her um temperature taken every day and they have like these little pods of kids you know so yeah. like she's only with this like four other kids or whatever and I'm like I think you could probably do that with these little kids because they also have nothing else to compare it to yeah so like whereas it, with teenagers school, with teenagers it's it was hard and they finally they're being really good now but it was also because of the mixed household thing in yeah. the beginning their dad and stepmom were not that they didn't give a fuck you know and they didn't they didn't think it was a big deal and they were still going out to eat i mean this is june and i'm having fights with them like stop taking the kids to restaurants you know stop they took uh arthur to jump time to the indoor trampoline place and i'm like what are you fucking doing and it was frustrating because i was like first of all you guys know that could kill me so apparently that's just an f you you know like you're just like oh well, good you know but also like like you both work in healthcare. you both are watching this happen and you're still not convinced eventually finally they did 
uh, come around and now they've been really careful and I've been relieved because there were months where I was just like, it's really hard on the kids where, you know, we're coming from different angles and I'm telling the kids like, we got to wear masks. We have to be really careful. We're not going to grocery stores right now. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. And then at their other household, they're allowed to go to friend's house and do whatever the fuck they want. And so of course they're going to be like, well, we think dad's right, you know? Cause like, why wouldn't they? But right. they eventually yeah, have, have come the, around. We have the same. I mean, Bodhi's mom doesn't believe in it. She's married to like a baby boomer, uh, redneck, mm-hmm. uh, good old boy, which, which we had way back in spring gone back and forth with her because she kept putting him back in school because he was in this horrible Christian school Ugh. that was like, this doesn't apply to us. We're praying it away. Oh and so God. we kept taking him out and then she would put him back in. And so we went through this whole battle with her, which is why we eventually got him going to a different school. But um, yeah, they have just been like, this is not our problem. And I just keep thinking, so he works at a meat packing plant. And she's a lifelong smoker. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but if it's coming for anybody, it's, it's yeah. coming for you guys. That's one of the wild things about watching people like these Trump rallies where they're like, it only kills old people and obese people. I'm like, <laughs> You're who do you think old. you are? Right. It's so weird. It's such a strange like I, I really feel like one of the big main issues with the boomers is like those guys still haven't realized they got old. They did. They will not accept it. They they cannot both of my bosses are baby boomers who they've continued, like, even though everybody else is working from home, they've continued to go into work. They've both had com- very compromised health in the last several years, like resp- upper respiratory stuff. Jeez. And they literally, like, I can tell they have no idea that they are at risk. Yeah. Because they're acting like, I I couldn't, cert- I couldn't in any way be interrupted by this yeah like and that's who you're seeing like and here i am i feel like well i'm in you know pretty good health and i you know i'm very careful um and i'm scared i'm yeah. scared for me i'm scared for dave i'm scared for Bodhi. <laughs> like, yeah like but I, I don't understand not being scared by yeah. it like the people who are just like i mean and especially also, this- and then also like i don't want to live in fear yeah like, well, I don't know about that. I'm like, well, have you tried it? I've been doing it since I was like three and it's but actually like, pretty I effective. I use a hot pad when I take something out of the oven. That's yeah. not because I live in fear of that hot pan. <laughs> yeah. It's because it's fucking hot yeah, and it will burn me. Just common sense. <laughs> it's not living in fear. Yeah. Also, oh. it's not that hard to wear a mask. So not I'm hard. actually, I found myself like, um, kind of, a, I... I actually like it. Like the look of like sunglasses and I've been wearing a ball cap and a mask. I feel so anonymous. Mm -hmm. And actually I've been like, I really dig this actually. I'm just going to always probably wear a mask because it's me too. It's sort of, as a woman, it's such a nice, like, you're like, you can't fucking see me. I kind of have been like, I'm starting to really get the headscarf thing Yeah, where you're like, you only get to see as much of me as I'm going to show you, you know? And I kind of get it. Yeah, I like wearing the mask, and I've never been a smiler. Just mm-hmm. naturally, my face isn't just in a grin all the time, and I'm not a hugger. So, like, as soon as it started happening, I was like, this is actually the perfect virus for me. Yeah, I don't like to be I touched. I didn't want to yeah. touch you anyway, yeah. and I didn't want to smile at you, and now I don't have to do either. It's so It's been so nice to not be touched by strangers. Yeah. I, I Before this, or I don't think I... like, acquaintance, like, the, the creeping hand, yeah. and you're like... Uh, and you're like, no, no, no. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I I have had this, like I said, like this is the longest I've ever been out of the male gaze. 
you know? And I have been sexualized since I was a kid. And then also being attractive makes it so like, like even today I took a walk. Uh, I've been walking my neighborhood, but I usually walk early in the morning and I don't really see anybody. And today I walked later and there was a construction crew of like eight guys. And then there were like two guys sitting out with their Trump flags and like, they're like, I just bumped into a lot of men on the walk. And I was like, oh, right. I fucking hate this because, you know, you, you're before, I don't know how I dealt with it before. I guess I was just used to it. Maybe I ignored it. Maybe you just find a way to like groom yourself into enjoying it or something. But like I walk past the construction crew and they all kind of do the like, oh, and you realize like having to be looked at like that and treated like that. And like, um, you know, I walk past these three old guys and they all comment and I had to take out my headphone and be like, what? And they're like, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, ah. you know, and like, it's so nice to not deal with that energy. Like, it's just been great. And I feel like, um, I feel like I have something in me has started to shift in this really big, important way that wasn't there before, which is like, really I, it started a few years ago when I went on tour with some lesbians and they were like pointing out the whole time. They're like, you're so hyper aware of the male gaze all the time. And they would point it out to me when I did it. And they were like, you're doing it again. You're doing it again. And I started to realize how groomed I was towards that. But this is like a nuclear version of that experience where it's just like, now you're like, you're not in it all the time. It's like when you were a kid and you didn't think about like, how's my hair look? Is my face okay? How's my skin? You know, like every aspect of my physicality always used to be groomed for its most attractiveness not for myself because like right now this is how I look every day and I feel pretty comfortable with it you know but like for them and right and so for me I think the version of that that I've experienced is I'm not as I'm not as self-conscious yeah I was never I don't ever think that I was sexualized I mean there were certain certainly times and places that I was participating in that or it was participate, you know, it was, it was my experience, but mostly I just am, have always been like hyper aware. Like, what do I look like? Do I look, do I look ugly? Do I look fat? Do I look, um, mean do, you know, how am I being, how am I being perceived like in the workplace even mm-hmm. like, how am I presenting myself? Because I have to have an interaction with somebody who's my superior. And like, so there's all this performative stuff that, with and your it's for with, them right with your physicality but also with your personality and now so much of that is just poof yeah it's gone it's just gone and there's a little like with the zoom but it's like everybody looks like dreadful yeah on zoom and so um you can be kind of even anonymous even if you're visible yeah because it's like if you set it up and the wall's blank and, you know, I put some lipstick on, like you really can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes you go, it makes me like go like, oh, all of that was so like what? So that you were more so they, pleasing to them. So, so it was like a better experience of you for them. Yeah. You know, where I would be like, oh, I have to make sure, you know, everything about me looks cute and pleasant so that your experience of me is better. Not in any way. I mean, I guess to some degree, because like for women, a lot of your power came from like, if I'm pretty, then maybe you'll listen to me. If I'm pretty and if I'm smiling or if I'm, if I, you know, I always find myself like, uh, you know, being accommodating to, to men and behavior. So accommodating, you know, just like, how can I make you feel better and calm and ego and, stroking? And yeah. And I, 
you know, I don't have to really do that. I mean, I think a certain amount of it exists, for instance, in email. But even then, uh, that's kind of been stripped away a little bit. Yeah, it's so much of my job. I do feel bad for Dave, though. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, I put so little effort. I Yeah, I'm like... I have my giant comfy shirt it's amazing. and my stretchy pants and I got some stretchy bike shorts <laughs> that I wear because it's hot. I need to get some of those. Holy shit. They make such cute bike shorts now. I don't even have any. Yeah. Yes. Oh, get I'm some. That some. was the thing I did at the beginning of summer. Some. I bought like three pairs of like leopard print and zebra print oh, bike yeah. shorts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's where we're at. That's what I need. With a big shirt? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm like wearing... I just saw like a expo or a retrospective of Esprit clothing. Oh yeah, from the you know which was when I was growing up. Yeah, was, and I was like, I love all of this. It's all oversized, oversized and shirts, and <laughs> there yeah. was like this set that was this oversized um, button up short sleeve shirt, collared shirt with matching print shorts. Mm. It was like the mm. shirt. Shorts. I think combo. I had that. I think I had <laughs> you that. You had that. I had it. I had that. Oh yeah. I want it again. Yes. Like it was like an Mine elastic was baseball short. themed. I think <laughs> it was like a baseball shirt with like the buttons and the stripes, you know, and it was a matching. Yes. So cute. I would look so cute in that right now. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. I want like a tropical. But I see, I think with Dave, what I've noticed with Alex is like, he's not any less into me. He's not like, oh, I liked it better. But that's kind of the problem because. Dave is not less into me and I'm less like I'm just so not there that I get I'm like oh right like you're attracted to me and you, and then I'm like but you should not be because I'm really attractive right now. I have definitely and then felt I feel that. bad for him. Like yeah. this is really what you're attracted to right now. It's like this we just is- got married like we're in our forties. Like I should be doing so much more. No, I love it. I think, I think it shows that Dave is just fucking nuts about you. And he's like, like, oh. I, you know, Kaftan, he, he knows you. He knows who you are. He knows you're a Kaftan bitch. He loves it. He's into it. He feels it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I am Kaftan bitch, but I, I'm Kaftan bitch like pre COVID. Yeah. And so now it's, it's bleak. I, I, I like, I totally feel you because I, I definitely have felt like the least sexy I've ever felt, but also it's felt like a relief. Oh, it's I, such a relief. I which feel is like, why I feel bad about it and yet do nothing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I like guess. I don't feel sexy, but I also don't feel like the like the sexy I felt beforehand. I think had very little to do with me, right? In a weird way, you know, like it was like, I, I mean, it clearly was coming from like the outside glow of that gave you the sexy tan, you know, like right. that's uh, now I'm, I'm like pale, but also kind of like, Oh, this is fine. This is fine too. You know, also like, it's so much cheaper, so much cheaper. Like I haven't had my eyebrows done. Yeah. My nails done. Yeah. My pedicure situation. I don't even know if they'll ever come back. I just did mine. Um, because Alex bought me some nail polish. Look how cute that is. Yeah, that it's, really out. Cute. it's really cute. It's really cute. I'm really it's jealous. It's neon. It's super yeah. cute. Um, but I, before that, it was like, it had been months and months. And I finally was like, gave myself a trim, you know, and plucked my eyebrows for the first time and was kind of like, oh yeah, I used to do this. I have like all the time. So much stuff. 
Yeah. And I'm like, do I just keep all of this? In case. Am I going to go back? Yeah, I've wondered that. So like COVID goes away. Let's say the world goes back to some sort of normalcy. Uh, I'm like, am I going to start being that same bitch? Like, am I going to. But one thing I don't think, like I've tried to put on heels a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I like, I think your legs develop to the point like where you're used to standing on your toes. Yeah. And I, I kind of just couldn't do it. I had the same, I hadn't worn heels in months and months and months. And I thought I'm going to, I'm going to dress up. I'm going to try to make myself like I was having a depressed day. I'm like, I'm going to put on some makeup. I'm going to dress up. I'm going to put on like a cute dress and heels. And I put it on and I was like, this is demonstrably worse like I this why did this used to make me feel better wearing uncomfortable shoes and a dress I have to like stand a certain way in I was like I used to do this all the time I had to wear high heels for my wedding yeah and I just like standing there like trying to smile and do my vows and be pretty and my feet hurt so bad and I have over the years, I've gotten less and less into wearing high heels every day. But certainly five years ago, six years ago. You wore heels all the time. I wore heels all, all the, time. the time. Yeah. And so I have a closet that's just chock full of high yeah. heels. And I don't know if physically I can go back. Yeah. I kind of, you know, I when we moved, I got rid of a bunch of my stuff because I was like, if I end up being like, yeah, I definitely want to go back to, and I mean, I still think I'll dress up and stuff occasionally, but like, that was kind of like the same, like, I, you know, I was always hot. That was always my thing was I was real hot. And now yeah. I just, I'm like, I don't think I give a fuck anymore. And I've wondered, you know, is some of that aging, you know, yeah, just right. like you turn 40 and then your hormones are not trying to get you pregnant anymore. I think for me, like I felt a major shift after my miscarriage of like my body always was like, baby, 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 baby. And I was always trying to be like, no baby no baby no baby but like uh after that i was like i'm don't ever need that and and that too is like oh we're out (laughs) so what happened was because this is couple skate there has to be some sort of weird technical technological glitch that we don't notice every time so we've been sitting here for hours who knows yakking (laughs) but we were talking about like so i'm really glad that we were able to um have a few laughs today and to see each other and yeah. to have like a lighter mood because definitely for the last six months, I have felt like I used to be a funny person and I love funny things and nothing is funny. Yeah. So, and and we were both talking about self-care and I feel like I have been, you know, I've been preparing for this pandemic my whole life. Basically, I've been a shut-in a lot. I've had a lot of hardship, a lot of sadness. I've been very concerned about things going on in the world. Um, you know, I've I've had abusive people in my life. You know, you're ready not for Trump. A president. Yeah. yeah, but I was like, I know this guy. I, I was married to Trump. I this is not. I I get it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then and then like with even with all that preparation and my you know resiliency, I am still just like not in a good place at all. No. So I feel the same. Like I feel like um, like I feel healthy like mentally and emotionally and spiritually healthy. But that's because I I have been preparing, you know, like I've had a decade worth of like learning. I have a good toolbox, you know, right. like of shit. And I'm okay, but I'm not like happy. And I'm sad and I'm worried about everybody and I'm worried about money and I'm worried about our democracy. And I feel like 
the same like I you know I have a lot of friends who are still doing comedy and doing zoom comedy shows and like doing like three or four shows a night and stuff and like god I I don't know how anybody's doing that because I feel so unfunny right now (laughs) I don't know how anybody is like somebody was like oh I I have a new hour I'm just about to record it and I was like wow how do you do monster by the way (laughs) yeah I was like I don't I think that makes you officially a bad person I don't know like I don't have I just don't you know, usually I am so good at like finding the funny moments and things. And recently I just feel like that's just not where I'm at. Like I'm just not finding the funny in this stuff. Like I just feel. I'm um, I'm officially a different person. And I think I replaced the funny and the lightheartedness part with chips. (laughs) With eating (laughs) chips. Yeah. Because my whole life, like, I mean, we've been over this a lot, but you know, I grew up and I was always a little bit chubby and my mom always made like a big deal about food and exercise and being fit and all those things. And so like, I just knew growing up, like I was never going to be able to eat chips. Like chips were never going to be part of my life. And for some reason, like the first week, I think like I had to pack somebody a lunch or something and somehow I got chips. I think it was because I do my grocery order and it's like, oh, it's like that God. app and it almost yep. doesn't feel real. The grocery like, pickup is oh, killing like, what us. What if I put some chips in here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And I like got like some or they have like organic Cheetos now, which by the way, no, I love those. Oh my god, fucking believably delicious. Um, the white cheddar puff white Cheetos. Cheddar I can't have them because I'm allergic. No, no, no. To... I can't have them either. <laughs> That's not a thing. No, I'm very allergic to sunflower oil. Uh, it turns Just out. Just try it. Yeah. And I was, I was eating them and then being like, I got, I had during COVID, I had hives. Babe, how long did I have hives? <laughs> Um, like a month solid I was covered in hives and couldn't figure out why and it was because of the online order that's what was happening as I was just munch 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 so and then they like get you because there's like if you get two for five or something oh yeah we were up to the point like where we had five bags of different kinds of chips we had the lays we had the ruffles we had oh have you tried the ruffles that are the the cheese ruffles we we have eaten all the chips (laughs) and I feel like it's like I just just it just disappeared this you can't eat chips thing yeah i'm pretty sure like i've gained 20 pounds and it's all chips it's all chips and we went to the beach which was the first time we'd gone anywhere for the you know for the last six months we rented a house on the coast and we took all the chips and i said to everybody this is it like blow it out because you're not getting any fucking more chips like that's, I don't know how it happened. I I started I, <laughs> I started every time I'll do an uh, the pickup order and then I do the whole thing and then I make myself take out yep. thirty five dollars worth of junk food because that's I'll be like oh ice cream obviously we need that and then probably ice cream sandwiches also and then the kids will be yelling stuff because they know I'm doing an order so they're like can I get chocolate muffins and I'm like yeah I got chocolate muffins and then by the end I look and I'm like. There's like $50 worth of junk food in here. So then I'll take out most of it and I let everybody pick one like tasty fun item. And then that's yeah, it we've been a, for like the a week. Snack free household. Yeah. But then I saw how happy yeah, like, the it snacks does made everybody. Makes everybody Like happy. when somebody has a choice of snacks, you yeah. know, buddy will be like, well, I'm hungry. What can I have for a snack? I'm like, look at this. Yeah. We have jerky. We have granola <laughs> bars. We oh, have jerky. We ha- oh, we have jerky. Yeah. We have like three kinds of jerky. We have the black pepper jerky. We have the teriyaki oh my jerky. God. We have the yeah. you know, sweet and savory jerky. Like, oh, I'm not even kidding. This is stuff that has never in my adult life. I'm fucking 43 years old. I have never had a, had a 
snack assortment. No. And now and, you've got yeah, three and, kinds and of it's jerky. Like, and why I'm, I'm like, why is my grocery bill so high? Yeah. I can't even imagine. Well, it's because of the processed food that you raised. But it is because you've taken away all these other little joys. I definitely did the same thing with the kids, and the kids have put on some weight. And I started to be like, okay, we need to like pare this down. And we, because you, you took away, and we were in, when we were in you that can't apartment. Go to the pool. Have yeah, a cookie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. And like the kids would be sad. So I'd be like, well, look, I'm I, I baked cookies, you know, and it was like I was definitely compensating for like being stuck in that apartment, not having anything to do by just being like, well, we made cinnamon rolls, you know, and it was just like now that we're in the house, I think everybody's trying to be a lot better about it. But it definitely we had like ramped up. And yeah. also Alex wouldn't stop baking. He's just welcome to my life, dude. Oh. Seriously, it's I, so Bodie great. Actually, is, uh, bakes desserts and Dave bakes bread, and no. so we always have those things on hand. And that was my that was my life already. Yeah. <laughs> now <laughs> chips. Yeah. Now chips. Well, I'm so glad that you came over, and I think we should just do this now. I we stopped for a while. I don't know why, but well, we it just... was one of those things where we had you know really busy lives that we had to coordinate yeah. a lot of stuff with, and now we, we don't. don't. I mean, no. uh, we're still busy, but everything is from home, and it seems like oh, this is something we can do um, socially. Yeah, that's maybe a little bit. It's safe. I mean, you're the first person I've had over because I, you know, my parents come over because they've been working and like in the yard and stuff. But like, you're the first person I've had over. But I had been like, this feels pretty safe. Like, yeah. you know, we're six feet apart and we have the airflow going through here. And I, I felt like this is probably a pretty safe thing to do. But also, I feel like that's something that COVID has done for me is like, man, it has pared my friends list way down <laughs> because it's weird. You'd think like you'd be lonely and bored. Yeah, so you'd have people you over send out a wedding announcement. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking double dog dare you. <laughs> it's so weird. I really have been like, I think I only like hanging out with like five people. Whereas before I like, you know, I, we, we were really active. We had really big friend groups, both of us. And like, we would go do stuff and all the time. also your work required you to be yeah, really, really social, social. Yeah. with a lot of different people. Yeah. And I always, you know, especially like running the festivals and stuff, I had to always, like, you're always sort of like, hey, I come to your thing. So you guys come to my thing. And you're sort of doing that artist thing where you're always curating goodwill back and forth. And like, now that I don't have to do that, I really, it's, I've been, also, I think when you have a lot, a lot of time, with your own company, you either decide COVID isn't real and just uh, go crazy and go to <laughs> Roaring Springs. Or like me, I've kind of been like, oh yeah, I kind of like my own company more than I like anything. And I've always been like that since I was a kid. I've always been kind of a loner. You know, I grew up in the country and I just have been like, oh, I, Alex, if I only hung out with Alex for the rest of my life, uh, I'd probably be fine. You know, if we were on a, I like, that's yeah, it. This hasn't actually been that different from from what, a lot of what we did. I mean, obviously, you know, we're not, we're not eating out or anything, but we've always yeah. been homebodies. And, yeah. And so, um, and I'm a quiet person who likes to be alone. And yeah, I mean, I never want to go back to an office, honestly. Oh God. Like it, that gives me a major anxiety when I think about like, how did I do that? And like, how would I get in the car and how would I go there? And like, yeah. where, how would I go up the stairs? Like it really has made me be like, no, I'm a work from home person. Yeah. <laughs> That's my personality type. This is where I thrive. I'm so productive at home. Yeah, I'm I'm really productive too. And it's weird because like, like you said, my job was so social and I always really loved the travel aspect and I love to be like alone but surrounded by strangers. 
but it's made me realize like god what an exhausting job you know just to always be like having to i was like yeah no wonder i've been sick for a couple years you know like it's really tiring and i've kind i definitely when this like is over even if i started touring again i would tour really differently and tour like pretty exclusively and be like i'm only hitting these places where i really like going and I wouldn't just like hop back out there and be like, I'm going to 75 cities this year and I'm going to make $24,000. <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing that ever again. That yeah. part of comedy made is us dead. do the math oh, a little look, more. Oh, look, a plane. This. That'll be our outro. Our fl- we intro to plane and we're outroing a plane. Yeah, the world, the world keeps moving. And, and thank you for choosing Alex, who is our new, really uh, just like, just mediocre producer yeah but he's just, he's <laughs> he's uh he really has not proven himself so far uh <laughs> um we're ready we're ready to to be done oh, um wait you have to play us off yeah is there a song that you're gonna sing or <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> well yeah, thank so you for we, thank you let's do this again very soon i think we used to do them what once a week is no, that, I think we only ever every, once every, cover, every, every couple, couple weeks. weeks. Yeah, that's probably but, you right. know, five minutes away. I yeah. can come over for a short sesh. Well, what a day. special <laughs> episode of, of couple skate. What will happen is now next time we see each other, nothing, <laughs> nothing will have happened for two <laughs> no. weeks. We'll have nothing to talk about. I'll be yeah, like, oh. I've got, we've got, we've got stuff in boxes to yeah, talk. We about. do. We have store, stuff in storage. We haven't even unpacked yet. So much. Well, so much. all right. Lots happened in the last three years. Also, yeah, we could go all the way back. Yeah, we'll yeah. go back. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Love you. Love bye. you. Bye. I'm so glad we made it. <laughs> Look yeah. how far we've come.